0: We do not claim any rights to any audio clips taken from other media used in our podcast. These belong to the studios and creators that made the characters and stories portrayed in the
1: clip, and we have only used these clips for entertainment and reference purposes.
0: Wait, what are we going to do? What are we going to do midterms? Wow, it has been a long couple of weeks since we've been together doing this, Hannah. Uh, Like a month, Mom. I'm sorry, what?
1: It's been like a month since we last put out an episode. Seriously? Yeah. Where did the last month go? I don't know. Life just kind of happened really fast, and I don't know what happened to the month of July. Did it happen? I think it disappeared. I think it disappeared. Oh no, trust
0: me, actually, it it did happen. It did happen. It did happen. Yeah. So, yeah, life got a little crazy this last month.
1: A little bit. Well, because Abigail was prepping to get moved out into her new She's gone,
0: baby. My nest is empty. She's gone. I'm not (laughs) at all excited about that, guys. No. And, like, as soon as my nest was empty and the dad had that big camping trip and then Mm -hmm. You know, if you live in North America in any manner, shape, or form, I'm sure you're aware that the western half of our country is kind of burning down. We're kind of on fire, guys, just a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, it's to the point where, like, my husband and Hannibal, who don't have allergies, are suffering from the smoke in the air.
1: Yeah. It's so
0: bad. I'm having a rough time, guys. Abigail and I, who do have allergies, we're a little bit more used to it, but not so much. No. Yeah. I'm not used to this, guys. You know, it's probably a good thing we have kind of been too busy to remember to do anything. Because we probably wouldn't sound good on recording. Kind of like we sound right now when I'm (laughs) going to be sliding this into the episode we recorded. month ago yeah something like that we both sound like we got massive congestion because we do because we do super fun yeah oh and my anniversary was this month that's right happy anniversary annabelle and tyler have been married for a full year now. we made it a year without killing each other it was so (laughs) cute that sunday at church when i wished you guys a happy anniversary and tyler's just like yep she hasn't killed me yet (laughs) it's like oh "Oh, yeah he's
1: He's already making those kind of jokes like Uh, we've been together for like 60 years. It's hilarious. He already makes like grandpa jokes, not even dad jokes. Right. He's he's just a a sweet
0: old man. He is. (laughs) I love my son-in-law. He's very much a sweet old man. I love him too. And then in the last month, you and I took a little day road trip yes. out to the other side of the state. I got so my name changed on my driver's license. Official, now that she's been married a year, she's officially I, got her name changed. I did that the day before our anniversary, so I technically did it within a year of so being married. So proud of you. So proud I'm of I'm really
1: proud of myself.
0: So here we are. It is almost August and we're finally going to get our lives back together. Hopefully, Getting that, yeah. Find some wood and knock on it. There's my head. There we go. That'll work. Knock, knock. Yeah. I, my nest is empty. We can get kind of get back into the groove of things. Right? I feel like
1: summer in general has just been a bit wild. Now we're back. It's almost Excited. the school year
0: again. Oh, my goodness sakes.
1: So, but that's like awesome. normal type of
0: schedule. Right? You know? That's great. I can get used to that. All right, so we've jabbered on for a bit. Yeah. So let's stop this and get on with our actual show talk. Yes. Mm -hmm. Hey there, everyone. This is Rebecca. I'm the mom. And I'm her daughter, Hannibal. All right. So back to the Peach Pit discussing season two, episode 14 of 90210, The Next 50 Years. Yep. Yep. This is a heavy one, guys. Yeah. If you
1: are aware of the show and know what's coming, you know that this is a very heavy emotional episode. Uh Uh-huh. But if you
0: don't know that, be warned. Be warned. Either stop and go watch the episode or just be prepared for like, oh, wow, I didn't know you were going to go there. Okay. (sighs) Okay. So before we get fully into it, I need a happy moment because... Well, Hannah and I just finished watching the episode. Yes. I've now watched this episode twice in the last four hours. Yeah. Because.
1: I just watched it like 10 minutes ago.
0: So, <laughs> let me rewind our day a little bit. Abigail was meeting with all of her bridesmaids today and had a little brunch with yes, them. Yes,
1: we met at a little local coffee shop and.
0: She tried on her dress for her gals.
1: Yes. And she got, like, the full, like, reaction that <gasps> you would always expect. Oh! Like, sucking in all of the air from the room, gasp from two of the girls. And yep. One yep. of them nearly cried. It was adorable.
0: So, Hannibal, as the matron of honor, yes. was there to obviously be there for the brunch and to help her sister get into the dress and everything. Obviously. So, while they were off doing all that kind of fun stuff, I was here at home watching the episode... Taking notes and pulling clips. Now, keep in mind, I just watched this episode a few weeks ago with Abigail. Yeah. And so now here I am watching it again. And then because I knew that when they were done with their brunch, the girls were, well, not all the girls, just Hannibal and Abigail. We're coming back here to the house so that we could all three watch it together. Right. So that Hannibal and I could record right away because I wanted to get her fresh reactions because it's such an intense episode. So I've now watched this episode twice today. And this isn't exactly an episode
1: that's easy to watch multiple times.
0: No. So I'm trying to find some light, happy moments. We're going to be, later on after we're done recording, we're going to be prepping for Abigail and Daniel's engagement party yes. this, this coming weekend. So when Hannibal and I were discussing the whole season and what's going on and It feels like it's such a long season because it is. It is. So we are recording episode 14 today. Mm -hmm. And we will take our midterm after episode 18. Okay. So we still have a few weeks left. Okay. This is a 28 episode
1: season. Which isn't that uncommon for some shows now. But back then that's a
0: long season. Yeah. So their big break that they took, you know, quote unquote big break, was the Christmas? Christmas episode was December 19th. And the next episode after that was January 9th. Okay. So there was a, what, a couple weeks?
1: That's, two that's or three a weeks. decent, like, winter break. Yeah. That's pretty standard.
0: So that'll give us some time before we do our break. We thought about doing our midterm after this one, but...
1: Yeah. Well, I know why oof. it would, It
0: feels extra long. It's because they did that summertime. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so normally you only have, like, school year time, basically, for right? a TV show. The
0: first seven episodes were just summertime.
1: Right. And so now adding on to that the normal school year season. Yeah. That makes it extra long. That's it, it really
0: is. does. It really does. Oh, yeah. Well, I think we have procrastinated long enough.
1: Yes. I think we need to just jump into it. Because honestly, this wasn't a bad episode.
0: No, it wasn't. It's I, a very good I actually episode. really liked this episode. Me too. But it's really heavy. It's just really hard And just to after talk watching about. it twice in one day and pulling clips and, and listening to all the clips with you so you heard what clips are. And now I have to play all the clips again. I'm like... I'm having to relive Ugh. these moments again and again. It's a little hard. My emotions are raw right now. Yeah, understandable. Do that so, first. this episode was written by the wonderful husband wife team of Charles and Karen Rosen.
1: Wonderful. We love their writing at, about every time they
0: write. Yeah. This one, I, I can definitely see why, as a couple, they paired up to write it. Yes. Because but there were certain moments that I
1: could see the softness of Karen's usual writing yes. and also other times where I could see the very strong, like Charles is really good with obviously the plot important stuff. Yeah. Because... And he's
0: really good with like the intense moments. Yes, oh he's, my goodness. He's he's so good, good at, at
1: that. Making them not shocking to watch, yeah. but also maintaining the heaviness of right? the moment.
0: These really shocking moments is really, these big moments can happen and you don't feel like, blindsided like you just got hit upside the head by it you just feel like wow yeah that happened oh my goodness so the things that happened in this episode you've seen coming in a way you didn't know obviously how it's going to exactly play out not
1: exactly but you've seen it
0: coming for a while I
1: predicted the end result which I'm pretty proud of myself for I
0: am and As everyone out there has known, I've been asking you time and time again, are you sure you're not reading ahead? I really have not been reading ahead, guys. I just look into the foreshadowing of shows no matter what show I'm watching. (laughs) And so all of the times I've said things like, there are some things you've predicted that are going to come true and there are some that are humorously completely false. This is one that you predicted correctly that I'm like, it's going to come true and I'm going to have to sit here and watch you figure it out. And honestly, I hate the fact that I was right about this one. Yep. She literally said that during it. I did record a little video of her watching the first half of this because the, the craziness of this episode happens in, like the first 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. It and happens
1: very early on and then the rest of it is a early, lot of... The feeling. aftermath. Yeah.
0: But I, so I have a video of Hannah's reaction of the moment that we'll talk about later that I will probably, if we actually remember to post anything, she's giving me the wide-eyed look, guys. I will, (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh, it's so funny. I will make sure to um, clip that video down so you can just see her true reaction in the moment. Yes, Miss Hannibal, before we fully get into this and I lose my mind completely, <laughs> can I hear the Back to the Peach Pit description for this episode? Absolutely. In this week's episode, we get to take a deeper look
1: at the friendships we all build throughout our life and how different people can deal with grief
0: and loss. Like so beautifully vague.
1: Yes. I had to keep it that way because otherwise you don't want to give too much in a description. Right? You want it to be enough to intrigue people but not give away the whole plot so people can go, oh, I don't need to watch it. I already know what happens.
0: Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Well, let's just dive right in before I start Before we crying. lose our nerve. So the episode starts off and you see at school the, the choir is singing and David is filming the choir. And it's kind of odd at first. Like, what in the world is going on There's here? There's a big, like, banner
1: up on, like, the second floor or something at yeah. the school. And you can kind of read, it looks, like, I was looking closely, and it says something about 1941.
0: Yep, 41, and then you, I saw the words time capsule on there. I couldn't quite read the rest of it.
1: All I could see was the big year. Yeah. But then, as we kind of get closer, we find out, after the choirs finish singing, we find out that there is a time capsule that they buried the year that Pearl Harbor was
0: bombed. Yep. And... They, it sounded like, like the, the day after yeah. Because it was bombed, They these kids, the West Beverly High kids, class of 41, went and buried a time capsule on campus. Because they really thought that
1: L.A. was going to be next, so they weren't allowed to do it during school hours. Yeah. And so they had to go and do it in, in secret in the middle of the night.
0: And I can imagine, too, obviously neither one of us were alive at that point. No. Even as old as I am, I wasn't alive at that point. No. My father wasn't even alive in 41. No. <laughs> and, and he's not young. No. But. But. <laughs> so I can imagine, though, that feeling of, if you're worried your state's going to be next, your town's going to be next, you're like, LA's going to be the next place bombed. I want people to be able to see buried under the ground someday. Yeah, who we were, because we might not be here to tell them. Yeah. So I totally get the the logistics. Mm-hmm. Hannibal and I were talking just before we started recording how we both have always kind of like I want to build bury a time capsule someday.
1: Yeah, I've always kind always of wanted, wanted to. to do
0: that too. never have. Okay, so the choir is singing. David's is filming the choir, and then he's also panning the camera around, and pointing out some of the different specific kids watching. Of course, the cool crowd, the gang. You know, he's looking at Andrea and uh, Brandon up on stage as like the newspaper, the newspaper people. people. I love how he he says, and this is Brandon Walsh, and says this title. He says Andrea. He's very, very careful to say Andrea, Andrea Zuckerman, Zuckerman. And it was editor like, of
1: the paper. But something
0: about the way he said it cracked me up.
1: Oh yeah, it was. It was very clearly he was trying to make sure because this is for the video yearbook, and so he's really wanting to make sure he gets people's names right, which yeah. I really respect.
0: Not so, everyone does that. No. So here it is. It's 1991. So it's 50 years after that. An original time capsule was buried. Correct. And I guess they dug it up and they had all the stuff out in a case so people could look at it. Yeah. Then they were going to rebury a new one is what it sounded like.
1: It sounded something like that.
0: And so then David is afterwards, when it, all the choirs left and people are all leaving the area, he wants to get sound bites from the gang. And just about, you know. The opening of the time capsule. Yeah, and- the thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. And he's just really focused on them. And towards the end of this clip, Scott walks up and it's just kind of awkward. Awkward and heartbreaking all at the same time. We'll talk about Scott after this.
2: So, I'm gonna cut it out, will you? Just
1: one soundbite,
2: please. That's all I ask.
1: And it was very interesting learning about what happened on this campus the night that Paul Harmon was wrong.
2: Yeah, and if I had been around back then, I would have definitely signed up to be a Navy Squadron Army. In the um, uh-huh. case of Wimp, I would have been a Marine. No, no, no. I would have worn my hair like Betty Grace. Ooh. Wait a second. Aren't you the same people who are just putting down the
1: video yearbook? If anything should be preserved for posterity, it should be me. No. no. Ah, you mean me. Uh, uh, <laughs> me.
2: Thanks a lot, guys. That, that was great. <laughs>
1: Excuse me. Us, though. Really? really?
2: What do you say we do it one more time just so I can get a few cutaways? What do you say we do <laughs> What is this? So, it was really fun doing that man in the street interview with you. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Do it. Wait, wait. Where do I go? you think it came out okay look scott i haven't looked at it yet we just shot it before the assembly today oh right okay as soon as you're ready okay i'm ready i'm ready um let's see if i could have anything in that time capsule it would be that snoot right there i would not wear a
1: snooty so scott kind of comes up to david while he's trying to get a sound bite of the gang all standing on the stage and kind of talking about the time capsule and he had apparently done this man on the street interview with David just before the whole assembly. Yeah. And he's like really excited to talk to David because it's an excuse to talk to his friend again. Yeah. You know, David's kind of not really been talking to Scott. A whole They've lot. grown apart a They've lot. They've grown apart. And I think Scott's still been having a really hard time accepting that. Yeah. But David
0: really, really harshly dismisses him. It broke my heart. I felt really, really, really sorry for Scott in this. Yeah. Because it's just like,
1: I've been there before. I've grown apart from friends in the past and throw. I mean, it's just part of life. Not everyone has the ability to stay friends with the people that they were friends with in elementary school. Yeah. I don't talk to a single person I knew in elementary school. I barely talk to anybody that I even knew in middle school.
0: I mean, to be honest, like, okay, there was a friend of mine. I won't say her name because I don't know if she ever listens and that would just be weird. Mm -hmm. But we were really our grandmas were friends and so before we were even in school preschool age yeah we were hanging out because our grandmas were hanging out yeah and all through elementary school we were inseparable and she was my bestest best friend in the whole world
1: but then you got to middle school.
0: seventh grade yeah middle school happens because back back then sixth grade was still elementary school hmm. so seventh grade going to junior high and we started growing apart that year <clears throat> we both kind of started getting some different friends. By the time we got to high school, I don't know if we ever said two words to each other all through high school. Mm-hmm. And now, interestingly enough, fast forward years later, we, we met up we became friends on Facebook and it was just kind In of the one age of those of technology that's a lot easier actually, to do. That was back when we became friends on MySpace. Oh wow. Yeah, we found each other on MySpace. We kinda of connected that like, oh hey, we used to know each other way back when. We didn't really communicate, but we had a connection. Mm-hmm. Our house that we had in Phoenix, she and her ex-husband had that house built. And so when I posted and shared pictures of, we just bought this new house. She was like, "Um, that's that's my my old house. house. My ex-husband just sold it to you. What? A small world. That's so crazy. And so it was as we kind of reconnected through that. And we saw each other a few times over the years. Okay. And now here we are in Montana. She's still in Mm -hmm. Arizona. And we're Facebook friends.
1: Yeah. but But
0: at that point... If I was in Davis position in middle school, I mean, sorry, in early high school, I was Scott. Yeah. She was the one who had the cool friends and I was kind of like, I'm going to hang out here with my nerdy drama Mm -hmm. and choir friends. And honestly, even if that's not the situation where you just maybe,
1: maybe you're not doing it in a like intentional way. Yeah.
0: We didn't intentionally grow apart. I don't think she intentionally ditched me. No. 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 She was a sweet girl still. I still really respected her. We just were hanging out in different circles. I mean, I had friends like that. I have a friend
1: who, um, we're still friends on Facebook, and we were really good friends throughout middle school, and then we kind of were friends freshman year of high school, but it felt weird because we already were kind of finding different friend groups Mm -hmm. and different Mm -hmm. likes that make it so that our friends group didn't mesh anymore.
0: Sophomore year, you guys didn't really communicate, like, at all. No. Not that you were... Like hated each other and mean to each other.
1: You just drifted apart. Yeah, and but then like towards the end of senior year, there's there was a lot of like remember all of us hanging out. Well, in middle school? you
0: guys kind of had a weird connection your junior year.
1: Yeah, because
0: she was on the varsity cheer squad. With my your sister. sister was a freshman and got accepted to the varsity cheer squad freshman year. So
1: we kind of had a connection there again, but we still didn't really hang yeah. out. But now, still, when we see each other in the grocery store or something, if that ever happens, we usually still stop and say hi. Yeah. And it's like, hey, I haven't seen you in so long. But I wouldn't call her my best friend anymore. No. So, and that there's nothing wrong with that. But I think it's really hard when you can't accept that maybe you're just not meant to stay friends with somebody.
0: And Scott was not accepting of that. He
1: was not accepting da- of that.
0: When Scott went to Oklahoma over the summer and David stayed in Beverly Hills... They got on different life paths. Yes. It's just the way it was. And Scott came back and was still the same dorky little weirdo who did grow
1: In all, in all grow honesty, up. still very kiddish. Yeah. Which some people just don't grow up as soon as other people. But David was ready to kind of... And this summer, David had to
0: grow up a lot. He had to. With his dad's situation. I mean, his parents just got divorced. He was having to face a lot of realities there. And And then his dad started dating Kelly's mom. And then he was in the acting class. Yeah. So that was, it seemed a little intense as far as like the work they were doing. He was making choices to grow up. Yes. And Scott did not. No. And And it's not that that's wrong. You can stay, stay young as long as you can, for goodness sakes. Absolutely. Because once you're an adult, you can't go back, Uh -uh. no matter how much you try. I wish I
1: could still be 16 and not have to worry about taxes or... Yeah, but they like to be
0: sixteen and deal with high school crap. <sighs> Never mind. Do you really want to go back? <laughs> Homework. No. <laughs> no. Civics class all over again. No,
1: no, I don't want to do civics all over again. I near, I didn't do
0: well the first time. I know that's why I mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I, I understand they're growing apart. The hardest thing is the fact that it made me sad that Scott didn't accept it and see that it was growing apart. And yes. He needed to find a new group of friends that was on the same life path that he same was on. Same wavelength.
1: Yeah. yeah. If your weird doesn't match with somebody else's weird you're just going to dislike each other. Yep. You
0: need to find somebody who your weird matches with. Yes. But so, that wasn't happening here. Nope. So he kind of awkwardly walks away yep. from David. And Scott really does he wants David to care about their friendship too but
1: David's got a new group
0: now. Yeah, and I mean, He's got friends that aren't Scott, and Scott doesn't yes. handle that very well.
1: And I mean, should David still try to make an effort to be nice to his childhood best friend? Absolutely. Yes.
0: I think David was a bit too harsh. I
1: think so. In general. Every time he's interacted with Scott recently has been if a he's little bit He's just annoyed harsh. with him. Yeah. Which I can understand, but it yeah. still isn't quite
0: right. It's tough. Yeah. So then we see Scott. It's a woman hiding behind a tree and we find out it's Scott's mom and she's like waving David over David David come here come here
1: he Are looks ready? so annoyed yeah he was not <clears throat> wanting to talk to her but she's like "Our, we got a plan for Saturday it's The, do you know what
0: Saturday is do you it's remember like the big game I'm DJing the dance He's he's got plans and she expects him to drop everything because it's Scott's 16th birthday and she expects him to last minute. This is like, I'm
1: guessing this is like Friday.
0: Friday. Because remember later Scott, uh, that same episode says, uh, s- same time says, tomorrow's my birthday. It's like. What? You
1: expect a teenage boy to drop everything. And she's like, invite a bunch of people.
0: 25 25 kids. kids be- I'm like, 25 kids in 24 gonna- hours?
1: You think you're going to get 25 teenagers to drop their Saturday plans to go to a dance. Which he was emceeing at.
0: To not go to a dance. To not
1: go to a dance. Yeah. And which David was supposed to MC To go
0: to Scott's birthday party.
1: Oh, boy.
0: So yeah. David starts begging people. He, yeah. He he's goes just first poor to, like, guy.
1: this girl who was Scott's girlfriend in the fifth grade. <laughs> yeah.
0: And she's like, I haven't spoken two words to him. No. No. I have to get to class.
1: He begs... The gang to come. And most of them are. Dylan is going to some surfing. Baja. He's
0: going to surfing in Baja.
1: Yep. And then Steve and Kelly just kind of are like, I would not want to go. I don't really know Scott. Yeah, no. Brenda's kind of like, sorry. Yeah. Donna says that she'll go, though.
0: Yeah. If somebody else will go, I'll go. I'll go. You can tell she just wants to be there for David. Yeah, it's really cute.
1: But. And Brandon has date plans with emily yeah so he doesn't want to go
0: either none of them are gonna be there apparently nobody wants to go so then we are at scott's house and his mom is a lot there's just no other way to say it other than that woman is a lot
1: everyone's got these green party cowboy hats
0: yeah like one of the string that goes around your chin kind of party hats And,
1: like, it's decorated with very bright colored balloons like you would for a kid's birthday. It looks like
0: a six-year-old's party, not a 16-year-old's party.
1: And so I can understand why Scott may still be a little bit immature. Yep. He's being treated
0: as a child. Yeah. Yeah, he's the oldest of a bunch of kids.
1: Yeah. So he's not really treated like a young man.
0: Yeah. I gotta say something positive about this moment, though. Yeah. The consistency. Remember early, early, early on in the, in season one, they were talking about Scott's family. And he said he had like what, eight siblings or something. Something like that. And they were talking about uh, safe sex. And David was teasing Scott like, your mom has eight kids. I don't think that you should listen right. to. Remember we had the whole conversation way back when yeah. about that? I the I think fact that was that...
1: the episode with the speaker who came to talk about AIDS. Yes. Yeah.
0: Because she wouldn't sign off on him going to it. Yeah. Because she doesn't want somebody else talking to him about sex. It's, it's like, like your mom has eight kids. I think that you know what's going on here. Yeah. Well, I love the consistency. Here we are, so far later. Yeah, and a season and a half later, a batch of kids. Oh my goodness! There's so many little siblings they running around the house. They went
1: back to that early detail to maintain something that they had established with
0: his character. Well done, Rosen's. Ooh. Oh my goodness. Ooh, good job, guys. That they pulled. I real. I was watching this again, and I'm going. They pulled that out of the crevices that was of early. early season one. Wow. Yeah, right? I, I just had to compliment them. Well yeah. done. Well, well done, done guys. guys. But Scott's mom
1: is kind of <sighs> bouncing all over the place. She's kind of demanding
0: everybody to do everything to make it... De- best birthday and she's upset at david about everything it's like everything that goes wrong is completely david's fault or her husband not conrad 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 ter- i'm like oh my gosh stop yelling at conrad oh and david goodness. conrad and david are not your if, like whipping boys stop if it anybody
1: could just read david's body language they could tell that he doesn't want to be here it's
0: very uncomfortable she's upset at david for not getting a bunch of kids there and, and he's, he's like, like, I tried. I mean, But tried. everybody had plans. It's, sorry. It's,
1: it's, it's last minute. And she's still just mad yeah. about it. But then they they hear somebody coming up because Scott's supposed to be here any minute. Well, everybody get ready.
0: Even before that, Scott's younger siblings were wild brats that she couldn't even hardly control.
1: They're popping all the balloons.
0: and Yeah, they're being awful. And that's when she thinks she hears somebody coming. They're going to be coming soon. Turn the lights off. There's going to be a surprise. Turn everyone get in the foyer. But she's looking at David like, you have to get everyone in the foyer. It's like, And he's like, why am I the what? one
1: responsible for all of this? Yeah. Acting almost like David is responsible for Scott. Yeah, that's the way she acts. Which is weird.
0: Very. Well, the o- door opens. Surprise! Oops, it's, not it's Scott. Donna, Kelly, Brenda, and Steve.
1: Which is awesome that they actually decided to come.
0: Okay, real quick before we carry on. If you hear a slight buzz in the background... It's the humidifier. Um, it's the humidifier. My sinuses after weeks of allergies, and is trying to turn into a sinus infection, and I don't want it to. So I'm just like, okay, I had to stop and pause and turn the humidifier on. So if you hear it in the background, sorry, sorry, but not sorry. Yeah, mom needs to breathe. Really, that's a very strange thing. Yeah, very I'm going to point it the other way so I don't get steam landing on my computer though.
1: That's probably fair. <laughs> Crazy. So it's the gang arriving. Or at least some of them. They agreed to come. Yep. Somehow Donna talked them into it. Which I think was really cool of Donna because they were very much not wanting
0: to go completely against it and she
1: convinced them to actually come.
0: So I thought that was really really sweet. Steve's really jumpy. Steve's really jumpy. He's like, can I go? He has some kind of PTSD about surprise parties.
1: Well, also because then when one of the other little kids, they kind of gather up like, he's going to be here any minute. We'll get over here. Is kind of the mom gathering everybody up. And then one of the monstrous little brats Ugh. pops another balloon, and Steve <laughs> jumps nearly out of his skin. That's He's it. Like, i got out of here. I gotta get out of here. He must just have a thing about being startled. Some people are like that, where they cannot handle being startled
0: like You that. and me? Yeah. Yep. 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 We yep. don't handle being startled very well, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not an invitation to startle us. No. Just Yesterday,
1: saying. I had gotten some Amazon things in, (laughs) and there was some of that, like, not the regular bubble wrap, but you know the ones that are like a big bag, basically, attached to other little big bags that are like the nice cushiony stuff? Yeah. I accidentally stepped on one. Oh, my. As I was walking across the house in bare feet. Boom! And I screamed a little bit. The cat was worried. (laughs) So I get it, Steve. I understand. We get it. We get it, buddy. So...
0: Okay, lucky for you guys, I'm going to cut that part out because y'all don't need to hear me blowing my nose. But I just have to um, say how amused Hannibal is. So when we're recording, we're recording within GarageBand because I find that easy for editing, processing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we can see the bar of... The like sound wave thing. The sound waves. Yes, thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Yes. Oh, as I blow my nose. It it's just, just like <sighs> a solid wall. And so it just looks
1: like the entire line is just filled with a square.
0: One big square. And so she's over here dying guy, like, of laughter and I'm going, I'm trying to blow my nose and I hear her laughing and I glance up so and hard. I see the bar just filled. I'm like, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, it people. It sounds
1: like a very alarmed
0: goose. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just like, ah, but a goose. Anywho. Shall we continue?
0: We shall continue now, because hopefully I won't have to pause for another nose blow for a little while here. Hopefully. Oh, because so, my stupid
1: nose sucks. I totally get Steve getting startled. Either. Yeah, me so too. they shut off the lights and everybody kind of gathers up. Then we go outside. It's actually because they think like Scott's coming up the steps now. Yep.
0: And it's Brandon and Emily walking up.
1: But then he—they're like, "Well, why are all the lights off? Is this the right house?" And Brandon's like, "Oh crap! They haven't done the surprise yet."
0: Oh, and he—he's sorry. Emily and he like turn around and walk away, and then they. But then car Scott pulls walks up, up and it's Scott pulling up in the and he's car. He's like,
1: hey guys, what are you doing here? And they're like, well, we were just walking Emily's dog. What dog? And then everyone comes out of the house to come and say, surprise. Yeah.
0: So everyone goes running outside because they realize the surprise is ruined. Which, Let's go running outside and big yell Big deal. Surprise.
1: Scott is still clearly happy to have he people He is. Over.
0: He's so excited. It's yeah. like, oh, everybody, you're here. Thanks, Mom. Gives his mom a big hug. And yes. It's really sweet. Everyone kind of
1: piles back inside. And Mrs. Ma- Scullin oh, is she's... really mad at David for bringing these friends Have ruined the party. Ugh, this woman. They've ruined the surprise.
2: Well, we really pulled it off, huh? I don't know, David. These friends you invited, first they ruin the surprise. Not a single one brings a present.
0: But I guess you will
2: just have to make the best of it, won't we? Are you coming in? I can't believe how clueless that woman is. Who? Scott's not. She acts like the party was ruined because of me and my friends when she should be thanking me for saving me. It's not like Scott's Mr. Possess. No one would have even showed up if it wasn't for you
1: and me. Scott. So after he <sighs> says that, they turn around and see that Scott was standing there
0: listening to them. Oh, it's just heartbreaking. Because, uh, okay, on one hand, David is right. They wouldn't have come if it wasn't for Donna. Nope. Nope. If it wasn't for him and Donna, no one would have been there. Other than his family. Yep. But it's still hard for Scott to hear that. That's painful to hear. It's painful to hear. Especially
1: coming from David. Yeah. Who he still sees as his best friend. Mm -hmm. He's, you know, still viewing their friendship as that.
0: So David's feeling really bad, but what else can you do? So they go back inside for this very lame, lame party. Everyone's just
1: kind of sitting around... Not really doing anything. Like, what are we going to do? Mom tries to bring out a limbo pole.
0: Yeah. Okay, everybody, time to limbo. Time to limbo. And David's like, everybody's like, I'm out of here. They're gone. David's like, guys, guys, guys just. Guys, please. I need you to stick around so I can give him his present. So Scott's over like, Mom, nobody wants to limbo. And Scott's even trying to stand up for himself. She's like, no, Mom. No, we can't do that.
1: That's not. Nobody will want to do that. But so then David kind of starts some music and he says, since my buddy Scott here can't dance, we're gonna line up and we're gonna teach him how to dance.
0: And that was last week's teaser. Yes. So after watching this, now you understand why I had such a hard time pulling a teaser. Yes. For this episode, totally get it. But so they
1: start dancing, and everyone's having a good time. Yeah, you're
0: laughing, and well, Brandon and Emily. Obviously, Brandon doesn't dance, but I mean, they're kinda kind just of just like cool too. Emily's kind
1: of too cool for
0: everything. That's how she acts, yes, she for acts sure. She acts like she's too cool sure. for
1: just about everything, except for standing yep. and complaining about how everything's so lame.
0: Yeah, Or making out with Brandon. Or that. She's not too cool for that.
1: Correct. I'm not... The more the time goes on, the less I like Emily. Yeah. Yeah. I liked her at first.
0: But Brandon and Emily kind of slip out. They just slip away. They slip away. You don't see where they go. They just kind Donna, of disappear.
1: Yeah. Donna and Brenda start, like,
0: dancing on sky. Kelly and Brenda.
1: No, it was Donna.
0: No, it was Kelly. Was it Kelly? Yep. Donna was over by the music, and spite over by music, and Steve. Oh. It was it was a Kelly and Brenda sandwich with Scott in the middle. With Scott in the middle, yes. And Scott and, was just like, "Yeah, look at is me. Fun. This is cool." And all
1: the even the gang are all laughing and having a good
0: time. Yeah, they're having a good time dancing. The song kind of fades away and comes to an end, and they're still laughing. And suddenly, David's mom or suddenly Scott's mom was like, "Okay, time for cake. It's time for birthday cake." So, Scott's like, but I was just getting into it. We were having fun. And she's fun. like, yeah, but I
1: need to send the kids to bed pretty soon. And I, w- I don't want them to miss cake. Yeah. they like got to stick with their schedule. Like I don't want... She mentions one of the kids' names. I don't want her to get off of her schedule. Yeah. And so she sends the little ones to go and put on their pajamas. Yep,
0: pajamas before cake. And so little Spencer has to... She takes little Spencer upstairs to go put his pajamas on. She opens Spencer's bedroom door. Hmm... And who do we see sitting there making out? Brandon and Emily. In a children's bedroom? They snuck out. And although, to be fair, even Scott's room would have looked like a children's room. They, Except for the parents, all the rooms would have looked like children's rooms. Why didn't they just leave? It's a great question. Why wouldn't,
1: if they were going to do that, just leave? Yep. Because Mrs. Scanlon is obviously extremely upset by this. Yep. Sends Spencer to go and get his PJs and then politely, probably not so politely, yeah, um, asks them to leave. Yep. Because they're not being
0: a good influence. So, as they Brandon's putting on his jacket and he's getting ready to leave, and the, other, the rest of the gang's like, Where are you guys going? And David was like, Where are you going, Brandon? Why, why are you leaving? And Brandon just flat out says, we, we apparently have not been a good influence and we've been asked to leave. Which is a very, very polite way of explaining that situation. Yes. He was very respectful about it. Yes. And the rest of the gang's like, well, if you're going, we're, we're going. going. Peach Pit? Yeah, let's go see Nat. So The whole gang is leaving to go to Peach Pit. They give Scott their
1: goodbyes of happy birthday. Happy birthday.
0: See ya. And they tell Dave, you know, you can come with us. He's like, no, no, I should really stay here.
1: And he looks
0: heartbroken
1: to have yep. to tell them that. Because Don is the one kind of saying, You can come with us.
0: Yeah, you know, he wanted to go with them. And, and Scott even said, You can go with your friends. He's like, No, no, I'm going to stay here. It's your birthday.
1: Yeah. So I also love in this moment Scott's very kind of shy acknowledgement of, You can go with your friends. Yeah. Acknowledging that these people didn't come for me. It's very sweet of them to have come but they're your friends. Why don't you go with your friends? That kind was of, really sweet. But almost distancing himself from being one of those friends. Yeah. I think he was even kind of coming to an acceptance point of, I think David and I are just growing apart. I think he's finally realizing that. But David still is sticking it out. He's like, no, I'm here. It's your birthday.
0: He's probably afraid of his mom.
1: Honestly, yeah. I wouldn't blame him.
0: I would be too. But then
1: Donna kind of is like, bye, David. And He has this really kind of sad little... Bye, Donna.
0: Yeah. The look in his little eyes
1: when he uh, Just over. that, like, I feel like I'm missing my only chance.
0: Yeah.
1: And, but he stays. They start birthday cake. Or they get ready to start cake. Yep. But they don't have a lighter. They don't have matches. Conrad sends Scott. He sends him up to his office because he has a lighter on his desk. Yeah. So Scott goes into the office and the lighter doesn't work. So he starts rifling around trying to find a lighter that does work. He looks in the pencil cup and he finds a key to his dad's top drawer. He opens up the drawer and he kind of is looking around for another lighter, or some matches or something. And he finds a gun. Yep.
0: And he picks up this pistol. He starts fiddling with it. Found some matches.
2: <laughs> oh, good! Somebody gets back. See? Thank you. Scott, come on.
1: They found some. When David comes in, he kind of starts spinning it on his finger, like a cool Western guy. So... David has to watch Scott fooling around with this gun like an idiot. I can't help but say it like that. You can't help
0: but... Yeah, it is. He was very idiotic with it. You an
1: actual pistol on your finger holding the trigger without at least having the safety on. Yeah, nope. No. But as he's spinning it, he ends up accidentally pressing the trigger when it's pointed at himself.
0: Yep, yeah, as it spins around, it shoots himself in the gut. And he does not survive. No,
1: he doesn't. And David had to watch that.
0: Yeah. I know that they haven't been close for a long time. But it's still somebody he grew up with. Even if it was a complete stranger, that would be alarming. heart-wrenching and alarming. And how do you deal with that? He's 16. But it's somebody he's grown up with. That he spent every Fourth of July with. Somebody that was his best friend since he was a little boy. Somebody
1: that they were it sounds like they were Cub Scouts together.
0: Yeah. They've done everything together for as long as they can remember, up until a year ago.
1: Yeah. Oh. And to watch him die.
0: Oh. So the next thing we go to the school and that choir is singing again. And it's a memorial for Scott.
1: Which I already knew how David was gonna be feeling about this. Yeah. Because Nobody really knew Scott. Nope. You know? They're all acting like they knew him. The girl who dated him in the fifth grade is saying like, have you seen David? She's
0: need, crying on I need Donna's to talk shoulder. to him. Ugh. David stayed home from school that day. Understandable. So apparently this, so that happened on Saturday that he died. So this is Monday. Yeah. So it's two days after his death. And Andrea wants to do a big feature in the paper about guns. But Brandon wants it to be more personal about Scott. Which I can see both aspects of that.
1: I can understand in the situation wanting to make a PSA about
0: gun safety.: But at the same time, I don't think no, right she after- wanted to do it about gun control, not gun safety. Gun safety? I totally would be on board with that.: But gun
1: control.:
0: It was in a locked desk drawer hidden under something. In the office, which probably also had a lock on it. So it was, the dad did his part to make that safe in that house. Scott went
1: searching. Now, to be fair, he was searching because he was looking for a lighter. But I think at that point, he knew that he wasn't going to find a lighter in the desk drawer. If he already had one on top of the desk, why would he have it? Maybe he thought
0: there might have been another one in there. I can understand that.
1: But knowing his
0: mindset, he probably also found a locked key and went, Ooh, I wonder what's in there. Yeah, this is the point where I think it should be about gun safety. Scott did not have proper proper gun safety. No. He did not practice gun safety. No. He ignored all gun safety rules. And we've seen that for this whole season leading up to it since he got back from mm-hmm. Oklahoma. And
1: I also feel like right after somebody has died, I feel like that's <sighs> not the time. That's crass. But I just don't think... This was the time, Andrea. Nope. And I think it's because she didn't know Scott that it doesn't feel as important.
0: But Brandon was able to convince her it needs to be more about uh, remembering Scott and learning who he was. Interviewing David, that kind of thing. Yes. So before we carry on and discuss the funeral and everything that David goes through the rest of the episode, let's take our break. Yes. Because my sinuses are driving me crazy. I'm going to try to add out as much of the sniffling as I can. (laughs) I apologize. There's a few times that I couldn't help it, and I sniffled while she was talking. It's allergy season. It's fine. Sorry, guys. Don't mean to gross you all out, but we got to go deal with stuff. We'll be right back. Yeah. All right. We are back from break. We're back. And now we're going to come right back into it. Yeah. Hopefully my sinuses are better. I took some DayQuil. You sound a little better. Yeah. Yeah. We sat and chit-chatted for a while about our favorite sleepy podcasts and YouTube channels
1: mm-hmm. and
0: food long enough for my DayQuil to hopefully kick in so that I am not sniffly as much the second half. There we go. So jumping right back into the episode here. It starts back off at the funeral. David is outside of the church, nervous, like biting his fingernails. You could tell he's so nervous. And Donna shows up, and it's just really sweet that she, she came to support him at the funeral.
1: Yeah. David. Hi. Hi.
0: Where's Kelly? Uh, she
2: wasn't feeling so well. Yeah, we'll join the club. I almost lost it when they asked me to say a few words about Scott. Why? Because I haven't been close to them for almost a year. I wouldn't have the faintest idea what to say. I had the most bizarre dream. Oh, what was it, David? You can tell me. It was the night Pearl Harbor was bombed, and we were all sneaking on campus to bury the time capsule like they did in 1941. And when we dug the hole, I realized it was a coffin. The inside it was me. Well. And, and when I woke up, I, I kept
1: saying, it's not you, it's Scott. And that was happy. Isn't that sick? You don't really need too much dream analysis to understand what's going through David's mind in his dreams. Yeah. Thinking like the running onto campus and burying a time capsule. So something that happened a long time ago that then you end up forgetting about until later. And it's a coffin, and he sees himself in the coffin. And he's telling himself, it's not me, it's Scott. And that's basically his brain going, well, in
0: that specific situation, it genuinely could have been David. Yeah. Scott well, could have that gun been... was spinning round and round, it could have gone off at any point in that circle of wider being round and round.
1: And how do you think Scott would have felt if he had ended up actually killing his best friend instead yeah. of himself? But either way, it was a bad situation for sure. And also, why would you ask a teenage boy
0: to speak at a funeral? I don't know. Scott's family seems a little cray cray. A little off. Yeah. Something that you had mentioned. I don't know if you mentioned it when we were recording earlier or on break. That how you you said you didn't realize. Or you don't think that David realizes how much Donna actually likes him, right? He's. I think it's one of those
1: situations where they both kind of think that the other one isn't interested. Yeah. Or they don't understand why they would be. So David, I think, really likes Donna. And I think he thinks that at one point she might have been interested. But it maybe was just like a passing crush and she's not... She doesn't really like him. It's more of a friends thing. Yeah. And Donna really likes David, and she's trying really hard to be there for him during this hard time. She came to the funeral. Yeah. None of the rest of the gang come to the funeral. Brandon shows up in a little bit. He does. But it's mostly as for the blaze. Mostly for the blaze. Yeah. Because Andrea needs somebody there to report on the fact that they're doing a piece on Scott's death.
0: Yeah, otherwise, if it wasn't for that, I don't think Brandon would have been no, there. No, he wouldn't have been there. He had plans with Emily.
1: Mm-hmm. He even mentions them to Andrea earlier when she asks him to go. Yeah. And he's like, well, I, you know, it probably wouldn't be a good idea because Mrs. Scanlon kind of kicked us out, and I already have plans with Emily, and then he decides, you know what, no, I'm I'm going to go. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I, I got it, Andrea. So, but if it wasn't for that, he wouldn't have shown up, but Donna came to support David. Yep, she did. But it's yet so the first sweet.
0: question that he asks is Where's Kelly? Right. How much that got a sting for poor Donna?
1: Yeah. Not even a thanks for coming. Is anybody else gonna Where's be Kelly?
0: Here? Just straight to Where's Kelly? Yeah. Which no, I I understand because the fact that their parents are dating, they are starting to behave more sibling-like. Yeah, And so he's like, where's this person who's close to my family? I need her here. Yeah. Instead of realizing there's somebody here in front of you who really cares about you. And wants to be there for you. So while they're standing there talking... Scott's mom comes up and, like, power hugs David. nearly tackles him. She still is acting like David and Scott were the bestest, bestest friends in the whole world. And that's how she it. introduces him to everybody. Yeah. Have you met David? He was Scott's bestest, bestest friend in the whole world. And you're going to come him. and sit with our family and not with your dad. He's like, no, he, she doesn't say not with your dad. She just says, you're going to come sit with our family. And he says, well, my dad's here. nope, and just drags him off. Like, he doesn't have the choice to sit with his own father at this difficult time. No, no. He's being forced to go sit with the family. I just really don't get this woman. I'm no. not sure what she thinks is happening here. I'm, I don't know. I think it's... She's crazy.
1: I... Yeah. I just don't really get it. It's just odd and off. It's like, why do you think that even if they were the bestest friends in the world... Why wouldn't he sit with his dad? Yeah, or at least maybe see. Do you and your dad
0: want to sit with us? Nope. She's so self-involved that she wants David to. It's almost like she wants David to replace Scott in her mind, or that like they were equal. Yeah, that because they grew up together. That
1: she gets to treat him like she treats all of her children.
0: Uh, no, no, not a chance, babe. He's not your not kid. A chance. So then it goes over to the Walsh's. We really quick see Brandon really struggling to focus on his homework. Scott's death has him really thinking hard. And Dylan is getting ready to leave after he and Brenda had been hanging out. And so Brandon and Dylan have this nice little conversation. And Brandon's saying how he feels like he should have died at least three times. And it was just kind of that moment of of seeing how mortality can really affect people even if you didn't know the person how somebody your own age give or take a year or two Mm -hmm. dying can make you go wow even though we weren't close i didn't really know him he's so young that could have been me and just seeing brandon have that moment was very a growth moment for brandon i I totally
1: get it yeah but so brandon kind of The three events that he pinpoints as the times when he could have died are uh, on the mountain with Dylan, when he nearly fell off a cliff. Apparently he almost drowned when he was five.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And then when he crashed Mondale, when he was drunk.
0: And he's so right on at least two of those
1: three that we know of. Honestly, the two that we've we've seen, those were very near-death situations for Brandon. So I can understand why he's maybe questioning mortality at the moment.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the next day at school, David is getting really frustrated at everyone asking how he's doing. And I don't blame him. That gets... When you're first dealing with that kind of a grief, you want to be left alone. But having every single person... I mean, Mr. Chapman, who I think is one of the principals... The guidance or counselor. Guidance counselor, there you kind go. Kind of thing. And just like, how are you doing? And everybody's asking him how he's doing. And, and honestly... The whole gang, how are you doing? How are you doing? Because... Steve is such an idiot. Oh my gosh. Steve starts asking
1: like, so were you there when it happened?
0: Was like, there a lot of blood? Did you watch him get shot? It's like, oh my gosh, Steve. See, do you think he wants to talk about that? And I think so. Inappropriate.
1: that really gets me about why I understand David being upset about everybody asking how he's doing. Before this, if he walked down the hallway, he might get maybe one or two, hey, how you doing?
0: Before this, he would go up to them like, hey, guys, what's up? And they're like, oh. Hey, David. And they would almost turn their physically turn their backs on him and rolling their eyes like, oh, it's this kid again.
1: Yeah, not even giving him the time of day. But yet now that he's lost his best friend, suddenly they're harassing him constantly and giving him all of this like, are you okay? Do you need anything? How are you doing? Yeah. He doesn't need that right
0: now. It makes me almost wonder: Was Donna talking to them? Because she obviously truly cared about David. Oh yeah. Was she talking to them about? I think he needs us to be there for him, guys. But they don't understand what be there for. No, they don't. But like, as if that they were kind of being urged and egged on to, you know, he needs us there. Actually, I disagree. You okay?
1: I think it was them genuinely realizing. We haven't been there for this guy. Okay, that makes sense. Because they all pieced out of the party they minutes did. before this happened. Oof. And if they had been there, they could have been there for David when it happened and yeah. comfort him and help in the moment. You yeah. know? Or maybe it might not have even happened if maybe Dylan had a lighter in his pocket. Yeah. Or Dylan wasn't there. But maybe one of them had a lighter Emily. in their car.
0: Emily. Emily might have had a lighter in her pocket. Who knows? She seemed you like know, the type.
1: Or, you know, someone might have been able to figure out a solution. Maybe somebody would have found the matches sooner and Scott wouldn't have even had to go up the stairs. Right. And so they might have even just been feeling guilty
0: Yeah. about true, not being true. there.
1: And so I think it was genuinely them realizing we need to be there for David. He's going through a lot.
0: He just yeah. lost his best friend. But they're not very good at being there for him. They're teenagers. They don't know what they're doing. No teenager is really mm. good at that much that early on. <laughs> So then we see out in the quad there. Andrea is reading her article rough draft to Brandon, and she's she's doing a good job, I think, of walking that fine line of gun safety conversation and bringing it into Mem- remembering remembering Scott. remembering Scott. And she's asks Brandon questions, and he's like, "Uh huh, yeah, oh, that sounds great." That uh, totally ignoring, not hearing what she's saying, because he's too distracted by seeing Emily across the way talking, talking to random people. And I'm like, dude, get your eyes off of Emily for a couple minutes, please. That's when I
1: kind of realized, I thought that this was going to be Brandon being stable with a girl for a while, but nope. it's just Brandon chasing a long-term skirt. Yeah. I thought we were done with Brandon chasing skirts, but apparently not. Nope. Nope, it's nope, just nope. It's even more annoying than the single episodes, because it's like, dude, you're ignoring one of your best friends mm-hmm. to stare at a girl. Ugh.
0: Yep. Ridiculous. So we see the next day after that at school, David's dad is dropping him off. He's trying to be all encouraging and supportive. He took him out to breakfast that morning. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to give him words of wisdom. It was just really sweet seeing that moment between Mel and David. I really I liked so. that. He and got he's... David chuckling at something that he said. Because and... he said some sort of quote about moving on. And, and then he says, something like, yeah, they, that was what they taught us the first week of dental school. But they were talking about gums or something like that. They were like talking that. about gingivitis. Gingivitis. And David just laughs. He it just, just like, cracks up. Oh, that was just what he needed. Mel, well done. Good dad moment. Yes. So it was just really sweet seeing that father-son moment. Definitely. And as David's David is walking in. Who jumps out to say hi to him again but Scott's mom. This woman needs to stop harassing him. This is becoming a
1: harassment situation. He's at school. This is not your grounds. Nope.
0: Honestly, your son is no longer friends with David. Your son is no longer a student at this school. You no longer have a child who's a student at this school. You should not be on property. No. You have no reason to be. No. But policies were very loose back then. Oh, yeah. She wants him to come by the house this afternoon. She wants to give him some of Scott's things. And he seems really uncomfortable with that, but he has a really hard time saying no to her. Because he did also grow up with this woman. And she's very pushy. She's extremely pushy. I can see. Pushy. It'd be hard to say no to her because as soon as you try to, she ignores you, doesn't listen to you, and just bulldozes you and does things her way anyways. So I think he's just kind of learned just
1: roll okay, with it.
0: Okay, Mrs. Scanlon. Not what he wanted, but... No. So before he even sets foot in the building, he's already annoyed. And again, everybody's asking him, how are you doing? How are you doing? are you? How, doing okay are you? how are you? And he's just getting more and more irritated by everybody. And I, I understand they're all concerned about him, but he's just... He's on edge ready to explode. You can see it. Just yes. Just like building. So yeah, he's on edge ready to explode. And then we see in the newsroom... Andrea walks in, and Brandon and Emily are over there, like, just kissing on each other, Brandon's laughing. not doing any work. Yeah. Neither is Emily. They're almost making out, but not quite. But, like, on, practically sitting on the table while other kids are trying to work. And Andrea just comes in, and she just can't stand it. She's very bothered by it, understandably so. I believe. And she leaves the room.
1: She has every reason
0: to be upset. Yes.
1: Not only, even if it wasn't for her being jealous of the fact that Emily's with Brandon and not her. It's still so inappropriate. Yeah, and also it's just like... It's icky. It's icky, and it's just like, it's Brandon shirking his responsibilities more often. Yep. And it's like everywhere, if there's, everywhere you turn, your best friend is just locked face with a girl. You're gonna get annoyed. Because eventually
0: you're gonna be like, I want to talk to you, but you're kind of busy. So he actually does notice that she leaves the room. Yeah, he goes chasing after her, leaves Emily behind. And I was really, really, really proud of Andrea. This was almost a B-story plot, but not enough mm-hmm. to have its own conversation. It's just kind of sparkled in. Sprinkled, yeah. Not sparkled, sparkled.
1: Sprinkled in. Sparkles. <laughs> it's just sort of sprinkled in throughout of just a couple moments here and there yeah. to... Sort of keep what's going on in the bigger picture
0: going on in the background. Right? I yeah. like that. But I was really, really, really proud of Andrea. She laid it all on the line. hmm And she's like, I understand she's your girlfriend. But right now it still hurts. Still hurts. And I'm going to have to deal with that, but I can't I can't deal with it. So he's like, oh, you shouldn't feel. He tells her something like, you shouldn't feel that way. You shouldn't feel like that. He's like, don't, she's like, don't tell me how to feel. I oh. am so proud of her for doing that because when she
1: said that, I was like, I want to just stand up and clap. Cause here's the thing. She and Brandon had this little thing almost when yeah. they thought that Brandon was gonna be leaving town. At the end of season one. At the yeah. end of season one. And he knew. He knew that she, that she was really interested. Cared. Yeah. He knew that as far as he was aware, separate from the Steve incident, he was Andrea's real first kiss. Yeah. She, I think she even tells him that at the time. hmm And then he just sort of ditches her for Emily.
0: He ditches her for everyone.
1: For everyone.
0: Every other skirt who walks by, he ditches Throughout her. Throughout the entire summer, mm-hmm. at the beginning of the
1: school year, then it was Emily. She has every right to be upset. Yes. She got
0: basically a kiss and move on. Yep. He was ready to jump her and be like, yeah, let's get in the sack. When he was never going to have to see her again. But when he was like, I'm going to be sticking around. Guess we're not doing this. Then suddenly he had no more
1: interest. Yeah. And it's like, were you only interested that she offered because you were leaving town? Yeah. Which is kind of a jerkish thing to do.
0: Yeah. I was really disappointed in Brandon Mm -hmm. and his attitude to this whole thing. Yeah. But Andrea does the right thing. She lays it all out. She tells him exactly how he makes her feel. But also not making him feel bad about that. No. Just like, this is a fact... And this is how I feel, Mm -hmm. and we're both just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. And it's going to take me some time. And Brandon just kind of goes, okay. Yeah. And Mm. she walks away. I was really proud of her. Really proud of her. So then at Scott's house, David gets there. He's kind of awkwardly sitting on Scott's bed. And Scott's mom is trying to reminisce with David about, oh,
1: this was 4th of July.
0: Oh, look at this picture. It's you and Scotty. Like in this clip that we're about to listen to. At one point she says that. And like, oh, this is you and Scotty in this picture. And he's like, I, I have that same one at home. But she's just not really li- actually listening no, to him. No, no. And she's trying to give David all of Scott's old things. Like he wants them. It's like, no, he really doesn't. So, I mean, she even at one point tries to give him Scott's Christmas stocking. I'm sorry, that's and something you should old, keep. And his old
1: toys. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Oh my gosh. Do you remember this?
2: This was at Arrowhead. We had the best fireworks that Fourth of July. You remember that? Sky <laughs> loved the Fourth of July. That was his favorite holiday. Of course he loved all the holidays. That's why I know he'd want you to have his Christmas stocking. Oh, uh, no, I really think you ought to keep this. Oh, no, no, no. This is it. This is the one. Oh, the one I was looking for that's got you and Scotty. I've got that one at home. I know you're going to treasure it. Mrs. Scanlon, you're not listening to me. I really don't want any more of Scott's stuff. Oh, but you got to take these Transformers. You kids used to play with those by the hour. That's when we were 11. Why are you acting like we're still best friends? Oh, when two people were as close as you and Scotty, you stay friends forever. Oh, is that the way it works? Well... If you don't want to help keep his memory alive... I didn't say that! Oh, David... I'm so sorry. We are all experiencing your grief. But, David, you mustn't be angry at Scott
0: or feel like he's abandoned
2: you. I don't. Look, Scott accidentally shot himself in the stomach because he liked to play with guns. But I don't think that has anything to do with me. Oh,
1: come on. Take what you
2: want and gonna uh, lie down. Scanlon,
0: just wait a minute. Mrs. Scanlon. She was completely projecting how she was feeling as if that's how Scott or how that's as if that's how David was feeling. And
1: honestly, about her whole thing, she mentions that when you're best friends with somebody as long as you and Scott were, they were only 16. Yeah. When you are when you play together with the exact same person when as a kid up until you get to high school. You don't realize that you can be friends with other people because your entire circle is controlled basically by your parents. Yep. You know, if your parents don't like a kid you're hanging out with, you're not going to hang out with them
0: for the and most part. You can tell Scott even though he was a sophomore, he was the oldest of eight kids and his parents still treated him like a little kid. If you I mean they the thought bedroom. they could still control everything. Yeah, and so I can see
1: why they drifted apart because David got to high school and just happens grew up, to, grew up, found other friends, and met more people. He didn't
0: grow up because his mom
1: wouldn't let him. Exactly. It's tough. It's hard. And so David stands up for himself a little bit. Yeah. To her Because he's saying like, I don't feel like he's abandoned me. He was messing around with a gun and killed and hurt himself.
0: Yeah. killed and that, himself
1: and killed himself. Yeah. That has nothing to do with me, which yeah. he's right. He's right. The only reason that has anything to do with him is because he happened to have been walking in the room. Yep, exactly.
0: exactly. But
1: honestly, that's even more of a reason he should be left alone about it. Right. Especially by her. Yeah.
0: So at the end of, this, of that scene... We don't, we can't see it because it's obviously not a visual medium or a podcast.
1: She like dumps out the whole box that they were sorting through on the bed
0: and then kind of storms out of the room like, I'm going to go lie down. He acts like he's going to chase after her, but then he stops at the door and Scott's cowboy hat is hanging up against Mm -hmm. the door and he grabs it and throws it to the ground. And you just tell he's just very, yeah, frustrated. Which. So upset. I understand because he's 16 and has no idea how he's feeling because his
1: former best friend is dead. Yeah. That's a big thing to deal
0: with. Yes, it is. You know. So that next day at school, David is there editing the time capsule video. That one that he was taking at the beginning of the episode. Yes. And Donna comes in and he's so short with her. Extremely short with her. And she stands up for herself. She calls him on it. Yeah. She's like, why are you being so mean to me? Because I've been there for you. Yeah. Who was there for you? Who made sure that people came to that party? Who stood by your side at that funeral? Who was friends with you when no one else would be? And he kind of was like, you You." were. And he apologizes kind of half-heartedly, but he's, again, doesn't know how to process, doesn't know how to handle all this. And so she
1: just kind of is like, I don't deserve to be treated that way. And if you let me, I'll be there for you.
0: Yep. And then she leaves. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's left sitting there staring at the screen going, oh, i got to deal with but this. But he kind of and... zones out for a second with the video. Yeah. And he rewinds a little further than I think he meant to, which turned out to be a blessing in disguise.
1: He rewinds to the man on the street interview with Scott.
0: Yeah. And it was so sweet. The two of them kind of laughing and goofing around. Yeah, and he Scott
1: was... at first is like, David's like, so where were you in 1941, man on the street? Vietnam! And... I was in Vietnam. Dude, that's the wrong war.
0: And, yeah. And then he's and like, laugh. okay, I'll try it again. I'll try it again. And you, know, David says, you you don't get it right usually, but that's okay. It's what I love about Jen. Yeah. They just have a nice it's, little bro moment. Exactly. They're laughing and they're kind of teasing each other. And Yeah. It was like- sweet to see. And I think David needed to see that. But it also kind of shook him to the core. I think a little bit. So then we
1: kind of move on and we see... Brandon and Andrea kind of have a little exchange discussing... Again. Again, talking about what they discussed the day before, and then... That
0: he's going to go and do the interview with David now. Yes, because she's like, I need it in an hour. And so we saw... Last time we saw David, just a few minutes before, he just finished editing that video, and he was feeling a little... Raw. Yeah, emotionally raw for sure. Mm -hmm. And so he's sitting in the DJ booth, music is playing, and... It's a song that's kind of about an old lost friend yeah so anyhow we, we had a hard time figuring out what song was playing in the background but it was one apparently that makes makes brandon mention that you know it's how did he say it it's it's very fitting for the how about, situation how about we listen to brandon say it? i think i pulled Here that as a clip yeah you did i'm a genius yeah it's in the clip <laughs> Hey David,
2: I'm sorry I'm late. Time we saw him. Well I'm glad you approve. Hey look man, this isn't gonna take very long, I just need to ask you a couple questions, okay? Look Brandon, I don't think that I... David I can't push his back anymore man, I'm on a serious deadline. Well, why don't you just make up a few quotes so I won't offend anybody by saying the wrong thing. Why don't you just tell me something about Scott? There's some memory. There's something that not too many other people would know, and we'll leave it at that. Well, he sucked his thumb until he was eight. Is that what you had in mind? Come on, David. We're putting out this issue as a tribute to Scott. Why? So people can glance at it and then throw it in the garbage? No, so people can get some kind of an idea as to who he was. Look, he was a jerk, okay? He was a jerk who blew himself away. That's who he was. You don't know. You left early. You missed out on the fun part when he picked up a loaded gun and twirled it around like Wyatt Earp. You weren't there to see him goof up and shoot himself and bleed all over his mom's Persian rug. David, the microphone is on. I don't care. No one gave a rat's ass about Scott until he died. And I was the worst one of all. He was my best friend and I dropped him because he wasn't cool like you or Kelly or Steve. David. So they're looking at me. So what? They've been looking at me for days, Brandon. Oh, poor David. Is he gonna be okay? I hope he hasn't cracked up yet. I can't even walk through the hall without somebody in my face trying to cheer me up like they're my new best friend. Well, what about my old best friend? It doesn't matter what you write about him in that paper, Brandon. It doesn't matter what you say about somebody once they're gone what matters is how you treat them when they're still here and i guess
1: you can quote him that oof oh boy he needed that
0: though he did because i mean at the start of it he was kind of like trying to just brush brandon off again and he was like he couldn't handle it but brandon keeps pushing Which I'm really glad Brandon did. I think David needed to get this off his chest. He needed to say these things.
1: You can tell. He's felt guilty about the fact that he hadn't been there for Scott for a while. And also, he mentions that everyone's trying to cheer me up like they're my new best friend. Mm -hmm. That implies that I'm sure more than just the gang probably asked him if he was okay.
0: Half the school probably stopped him. All the teachers probably stopped him. That's got it. We only saw... The stars of the show stopping him. Exactly. We didn't see everyone else. And like as many people as are staring at him
1: in this oh my scene. Goodness. Through the glass of the DJ booth. You can tell he's just
0: done. He's done. He is cracked. He's gone off the deep end of crazy because town. He's like forget it. I don't care if the microphone's on and everybody's hearing me. I don't care if they're staring at me. I'm just going to say this because it needs to be said. Because he's right.
1: Yeah. None of them cared about Scott before he actually nope. died. Nope. Not a single one of them. Dylan didn't even know who he was. I know. And they had a class together the year before even. Yeah. But he talks like to Brenda at the funeral saying, which one was Scott Scanlon? I'm sorry if that makes me sound like a jerk, but I thought it was that guy over there.
0: Obviously it's not. He's still here.
1: And she explains you had tech class with him last year. Blonde kid. He's like, oh, that guy. Yeah. So many people at this school did not care about Scott until he was somebody who had died. Yep. And then suddenly they cared. Fake kindness is no better
0: than no kindness. Exactly. So sometimes worse. After this clip, he leaves the booth. And the entire gang is right there. And they gather around him. And I did like this because, like we were talking earlier, I can understand why David felt like he couldn't truly open up to them when they asked. Because... He did feel like he was the outsider who was still trying to push his way into this group. Yeah. But. Because they still treated him like that. This was a turning point, big time. Yes. And even Kelly says, you know. If you're, if we ask you how you're doing and you're not doing us. good. Tell us the truth. We're we'll not, still be your friends. We'll still be your friends. And Dylan tells them basically the same thing. You know, we're here for you. If you're not doing okay, tell us when we ask. Yeah. So it was nice that this, it's sad that it took something like this. Mm -hmm. But in real life, that happens. How many times do you not really know who your true friends are? Until tragedy strikes. And then the people who are there for you, who lean in close, who are like, I'm here for you. Those are the people that you're like, wow. Like, we learned that after your sister's car accident. Mm -hmm. There were some people who... We're just kind of there because they happen to see us every day because we worked with them or whatnot. Then there are people who came out of the woodworks who messaged me or just like, I heard what happened. I'm here for you guys if you need anything. I want to help. I want to help. And those are the people that I stop now and go, wow, you really cared. You didn't just happen to see me because we happened to cross paths. Right. You went out of your way to check on me and to check on my daughter. Those people matter. Yeah. And that's what David's dealing with here is he's realizing I matter to these people and they matter to me. So that was pretty special. Definitely. So he wishes that he could have said goodbye to him. That's probably his biggest regret is that he feels like he kind of ignored him and didn't get a chance to say goodbye. And then because it was an and it was so yeah, sudden. Yeah, so sudden. But then Donna has an idea. Mm-hmm. And so... Then we cut to David at Scott's house, dropping off a videotape to his mom, and just she invites him in one more time and he says, No, thank you. And he says he's got he's got something special going on tonight. She says, Well, let me get that one thing that you came for. They don't show us what it is yet. And it was so cute when we're watching it. Hannibal says, Oh, I hope it's his hat. I hope it's the cowboy hat. It was. So all the kids sneak on campus to bury a time capsule, the Scott Scamble Memorial Time Capsule, which I thought was so because, sweet
1: because the school was doing a time capsule anyway. Yeah. I think, yeah, oh, no, like official one.
0: But they wanted to sneak on and do their own.
1: Yes, which, the, as they said, is basically a tradition at this point. Yes, that's, that every it's every now a new years. tradition.
0: Yep. <laughs> every fifty-year tradition. Yep. Come on, you guys, are you almost done? How can we do
1: this
2: by the light of day? Yeah, it's a, a ritual now. Every 50 years, someone's got to break down the campus and plant a time capsule. Yeah, but how do you know someone's going to be here in 50 years to dig it up? Huh? time will tell. always got books, CDs, magazines. All that's left is personal touches.
1: Okay. Well, this is the Scott Scanlon Memorial Time Capsule, so I brought along a copy of our special edition on recycled paper and a copy on floppy disk. Which undoubtedly will be considered a uh, primitive artifact in 50 years.
2: Well, here's my comment on today's technology Corvette
1: keychain.
2: Oh. So, would you bring Donna cloth?
1: No. In the 40s, they had nylon. In the 90s, we got Lycra Spendix. Well, I brought a very cool t shirt in honor of the great Minnesota Twins for very
2: obvious reasons, I think. <sighs> So, what'd you bring, Dee? Surfboard wax. It's to symbolize the waves that have been pounding the shores for thousands of years, but really it's just a brief moment in time.
0: Hmm. I like to see David. So, David is standing there and he pulls out of the bag Scott's hat. Yes. And he puts that mm-hmm. in. Along with everything else that everyone else. Yep, all the other stuff that's already in there. Mm-hmm. He puts. Scott's hat and, and then they close up the box. Well uh, there's only one thing left. And then the sparklers light up. and we all know how much that Scott loved the Fourth of July yes. fireworks. You see the whole group standing around They're holding sparklers up in a circle towards each all other all together all together and this, this, so all the sparklers just sparkling up the night sky. Look,
2: you
1: guys, it's like the 4th of July. This one's for you, Scott. I love when Donna says, it's like the 4th of July, not even knowing that that was Scott's favorite holiday.
0: Let's talk real quick about a couple of these things people put in. Yeah. First, Andrea. I'm going to talk real quick about, she puts in a newspaper. I'm sorry, that's going to disintegrate in this box. Maybe she should have put it... In 50
1: years? In 50 years.
0: Put it in a plastic bag or something, a big Ziploc. Yeah. And then put it in there. Although, actually, newspaper stays pretty good. School newspaper? It's a different quality newspaper than newspaper newspaper. That's also
1: why she puts in a floppy disk. But she says, like, but I'm sure this will be outdated technology in 50 years. And I'm like...
0: I even said it during the show. I was like, uh, much less than that. Try like 10 years. That's gonna be outdated (laughs) technology, lady. Yeah. I've
1: never in my life seen a floppy disk.
0: Oh, no, no. You have. You just don't remember it. Your dad saved some because that's just the kind of guy he is. Yes. And pulled it out before we moved to Montana. We were packing up, and you're like, what's that? And he tried to explain it to you. And. My the best ten-year-old. way to explain it to your 10-year-old brain was, he's like, you know, when you're saving a file in Microsoft Word, the little save button, you're like, oh, it looks just like the save button. Like, yes, this is why. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> but at that point... It didn't. It just went over no. your head. Yeah. So it's probably still in a box somewhere, probably melted in the attic or something. Did they melt? <laughs> They're plastic. It's possible yikes i have to say though dylan's that was deep i liked his that's dylan though he's just kind of a deep thinker yeah and i kind of liked donna's
1: how it was like clothes from the era yeah but it was just
0: like a uh skein of fabric i think so it was just a thing of of micro spandex fabric yeah because in the
1: 40s they had nylons and now we have spandex and i'm like Which is fitting, because
0: Donna wears a lot of spandex clothes.
1: That's very true. So it's very her, and it's very of the times. Yes, very fitting. Yes.
0: But that is the entire episode. It ends with them all holding the sparklers.
1: And saying goodbye to Scott. Yeah. What did you think of this episode, Hannibal? I can't say I liked this episode. Okay. Fair,
0: fair. as
1: much as it is a good episode, and I did give it a fairly high rating, considering... How most people would think that I should be rating
0: things. (laughs) I tend to
1: rate pretty high because I genuinely am enjoying the episodes. That's good. That's good. This one I can't say that it's because I liked it because I don't like Scott dying. Yeah. I understand the reasonings behind it, which are apparently... Should we talk about the reasonings real quick? There's some mixed stories there that I think we should discuss. There are.
0: So, growing up in that era myself, Mm -hmm. one of the things that I had always heard, and I've heard many, many, many times, it's even on IMDb, Mm -hmm. it says that Douglas Emerson, that's the actor who played Scott, asked to be released from his role as Scott Scanlon because he lost interest in acting. And wanted to pursue a career in the U.S. Air Force.
1: And then start a family. And
0: he started a family. So he... And he did. So he never acted in anything after this episode. This was his final acting thing on IMDb. And he did make it quite far as, you know, leadership in the Air Force. Has retired from the Air Force. And has a family with like five kids or something, I think.
1: Which is what he ended up wanting to do with his life instead.
0: And so because of that... The rumor and the things I had always heard growing up and read in the teen magazines and whatnot was that he asked to be written out and wanted it done in a way where he was like, I didn't want anybody to ever want me to come back. Yeah. And so that's why they killed him off.
1: Right. That's also why they kind of stopped having him in as
0: many episodes yeah. in Season
1: 2. And when he was there, they always kind of nodded to this, like, awkwardness and yes. this tension.
0: It was really... Every episode he was in was kind of like a a window into the end. Yeah. But now I'm hearing on some of these other different sites, wiki sites, that stuff I've been on. So, but
1: now there seems to be another possible story,
0: yeah. I guess. Yeah. Now I'm hearing, or reading, I should say, that... It's being said that they didn't want him. They did not renew his contract at the end of season one. But they decided to keep him in a few episodes, enough to still be considered a rec- a, a, a guest star, but yes. not a recurring character, just so that they could kill him off.
1: Yeah, but that doesn't seem right to me. Because if a studio is going to get rid of a character, they'd do it either in the very first few episodes of
0: yeah. season...
1: like. Wait until episode 14? Yeah, that seems more like an actor decision or even a writer's decision because I could see if it was the studio saying we're not renewing his contract, find a way to kill him off. Yeah. I could see it being episode one of season two where he's saying that he's heading to Oklahoma and all that stuff, have his plane crash.
0: Yeah, something like that. Same thing, killing him off. Or he gets to Oklahoma and has an accident with guns there. Yeah. because you know he's playing with guns on his grandpa's ranch.
1: Right, I could totally see that. Or in that first episode when he comes back, where he's talking to David about messing with a rifle, and then David says, no, I'm not going to be around for that, and then have him hear about it later, the same episode, yes. or the next episode or
0: something. But to have a stretch this far into the season, that just seems odd to me. That seems more like the
1: actor wanted to be done, and so the writers were finding a kind way
0: to... Write him out of the loop. Write him out? Yeah. Without just kill him off. So I can't say for sure what the actual answer is because I, I listened to the 90210 show podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, as we've talked about before. Right. That some of the wonderful head honchos of 90210 do this podcast. Yep. And I even went back and tried to find an episode. I couldn't find anything. Of them talking of about Of them it. talking about Scott.
1: I wonder so, if it's one of those things that maybe there's some sort of contract issue where they weren't allowed to talk about it.
0: Or maybe they just haven't gotten to it. Or maybe that. So maybe after this one, if I, I can things- keep my fingers crossed. and Maybe one of them will hear this and be like, maybe we should discuss the real reasoning. So guys, if 90210Show, if any of y'all start talking about this in the next few weeks please thank you
1: thank you We'd maybe to give answer.
0: us a shout out saying hey rebecca and Hannibal, we're answering your question <laughs> because we are dying to know the true answer to this yeah because not dying like scott whoa no i didn't mean to say it like that <laughs> we would really like to know the true answer to this. oh my gosh shout out, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. well because for me it's also like that chain can sometimes change your perspective on how they end up writing something off. Yeah. If the studio was going to write off Scott and then the, the writers decided to stand up and say, no, we're not just going to kill him off right away. We need to ease out of his character because he is a loved character. I could see them doing that. I could totally respect that. And I can totally respect if the actor decided that he didn't want to do acting anymore. I, sw- pr- I just would love to know what it is. I just want to know what. Yeah. You know? Because if there's so many conflicting stories, then obviously some of them are either lies or half-truths. Right. There's got to be a truth in there somewhere. There's got to be somewhere. So So what did you give this one as a rating for this episode? I gave this one a 7.5. Oh, wow. Yes. Because I think this was a really well-done episode for what they needed to do with it. Yeah. Because obviously this is a very plot-important episode. Yes, it is. This was... Key to David's character. They had to show David in a different light than we've really seen him before. Yeah. And they had to show something tragic without showing too much. Yep. Yep. And so I think they did it in a very nice way. But I don't really like what's happening with Brandon right now. I'm not fond of his character at the moment. Yeah. He's got this thing going on with Emily and... Every time he walks away from Emily to go and, like, check on Andrea or do anything other than stand with Emily, Emily has this, like, oh, he left me sad look that kind of annoys me. Yeah, yeah. And those kind of things I was kind of growing tired of. But generally I did really enjoy this episode for what it had to do. Yeah. Yeah. And Mrs. Scanlon was just kind of crazy. Oh, she's insane. I feel like they didn't need to do that (laughs) with her character.
0: Yeah. I could but
1: that. still. I so 7.5 is my rating for this one. Why about you?
0: So we are complete opposites this week. Oh. Um as horrible as this sounds, I really liked this episode. Okay. I know that sounds awful, but let me explain. Please Scott's do. character was getting really annoying. He was. And I have you've been saying for a while now. You saw the end coming. Scott's not going to be on much longer. Yeah, I predicted
1: be. it when he first came back to school.
0: So we knew that Scott wasn't going to be a sticker. We could feel that Scott wasn't going to be sticking around. I think they did a really good job of building up to the point where it's like, David needs Scott to be gone for David to have character growth. David is probably my absolute favorite nine hundred two and oh character. He has been since the beginning. How many times have we talked about how much we love the derpy little David? I love David. For me to continue to love David, he needs to have character growth. Which means that he needs to be separated from Scott. Yes, because he's never going to grow if he's still latched to this immature child who isn't allowed to grow up. Mm -hmm. So I liked how they did it because they did it in a very final way. That wasn't just, oh, he moved away. But in a way that really forced David to grow.
1: And it also felt like it really built built up to that.
0: Yeah. Um, it didn't feel like it came out of nowhere. Nope, it didn't. I also feel that as crazy as Scott's mom is, mm-hmm. I've known people like that. I know people like that. And so, yeah, it's not your ideal way to how to portray somebody, but it was real It was raw. And it explained a lot about Scott's character. Yes. And so I really, I liked that. I thought that was a really cool way to show that not everybody in Beverly Hills is this perfect little manicured lawn, nails done, model, big bash parties. There are people in Beverly Hills who are just like the people we know. I liked that. That was kind of nice. I like And this is going to freak you out a little bit. I like that we're seeing Brandon struggle with Emily. Because I can't stand her. I haven't liked her since the day we met her. I never liked her from the day I met her. She's had moments that I enjoy. I've never liked Emily. From the very first day I ever met her. I'm like, get away from my Brandon. I've never liked her. And I like that it's starting to be seen by plenty of others. Not just Andrea. We had moments where Brenda was like, ugh, stop.
1: i people going go to the
0: library. Right? Other people are getting annoyed with them. Yeah. And so it's kind of, for me, it really felt like, we know how much I love that the story moving kind of feel. hmm And how it feels so real at times. So because of that, I rated this one a 9.0. Wow. I really like this episode. I think... We were talking a few weeks ago how it, mm-hmm. the story had been building, 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 and then it kind of plateaued and started building. And this one feels like it's like really hit a peak, hit this like high peak of like, wow, there's so much that answered all these questions and all this mm-hmm. like the, the we would have a story and the dot, dot, dot. We would have a story and the dot, dot, dot. This has filled in all the dot dot dots for so many things in my mind. Yeah. So from I really Andrea, liked it. Yeah, uh-huh. from
1: Andrea standing up to herself to yeah. David getting some growth now
0: and really becoming a true part of the group now. And seeing the David Donna stuff start building just a little bit, just more, a little bit more. Just enough to where you're like, "Oh." And seeing
1: the Brandon and Emily stuff continuing to get tense. it weird. That felt that like a dot dot dot. It. Yes. So, yeah, because of that, I really, oddly enjoyed it. Interesting. Yeah. I like it when we have different ratings. Me too. It kind of reminds me, oh yeah, we can have different... We are different people. We are different people.
0: Believe it or not, people, we are different.
1: (laughs) I'm not just your clone. Nope. No, although we may look
0: like it sometimes. At times. At times. Would you like to hear a teaser for next week's episode? (sighs) Yes, please. Do you want to know the title of it? Sure. You don't
1: normally give me the title.
0: I have last few times. Yeah. Halloween, I gave you that one ahead That's of time. True. You didn't give me this one. I don't That's because so. I couldn't remember what it was at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like I'm like, Scott dies? No, I can't call it that. <laughs> I couldn't remember it was called the next fifty years. This one is called the letter U, the number four, the letter E and the letter A. Euphoria. Euphoria. Hi. I'd like to exchange an egg. If you wanna exchange an egg? Do you have a receipt?
2: No. Do I need a receipt? I mean, is that part of the thing? It's customary to have a receipt when you want to exchange something. I think we're in the wrong place. No, no,
0: this is not part of the deal. I want to exchange
2: an egg. Steve, let's go.
0: What's wrong with the egg? Nothing. But you want another. No, I don't want another egg. I want
2: information. Look, I don't know what you kids are on, but I'm calling the police.
1: You know, I think we're the other place. Huh? Oh, I love the Was look of your face. that Steve and Andrea? Yep. Trying exchange to exchange an egg. Exchange an egg? He's putting a lot of emphasis on saying exchange an egg. Yep. That sounds like a
0: scavenger hunt type of deal. I cannot wait to watch this with you. Let's just say exchange an egg has been a GIF I have seen since gifts first became gifts. I love this episode. It is horrible and wonderful and stupid horrible. and weird and crazy all at the same time. What? All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week right here on Back, Back to the, the Peach, Peach Pit. <laughs> Thanks to
1: Pixabay.com for their royalty-free music where we found our theme song by the Caffeine Creek Band.